0: What's happening, guys? It's your boy, Josh Denzel, the host of Boohoo Man's brand new podcast, Let's Talk Man. And on this episode, we sit down with legendary UK rapper, Wretch 32 We talk about the inspiration behind his brand new album, the side of the industry that not everyone gets to see. And of course, things get deep and meaningful. So welcome, Wretch. What's good, bro? My guy. <laughs> How you doing? All right. We want to start from the very beginning. We want to know what, what mini-wretch was like. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So starting off, I know you grew up in Tottenham. Yeah. Me, it was Finsbury
1: Park. So
0: there was always a a little bit of pass up between (laughs) between the two areas. (laughs) But what was it
1: like growing up? Uh, You know what? Growing up in my area, to be fair, like, you know, like when you look back at some things and you think, right, it was quite mad or quite harsh Mm. or quite wild at times, but it's just normality. Yeah. So I never ever felt like something was too wild or too mad. It was just what it was. I suppose every, every estate in the country probably can identify with that. So yeah, it was just, I'm at a state. Grew up on Tiverton Estate in Tottenham, and um, yeah, didn't really have much dreams. Didn't really have much hopes. Just was taking every day, but as it comes,
0: school-wise, like were you one of them boys who was out and about? You know, maybe getting up to stuff that you shouldn't be doing, or you kind know, of was it more chill? Were you like a good kid? You like studious? Because you're you're a bit of a wordsmith, so I yeah. can imagine you in English.
1: <laughs> one one thing I would say though in school, like, I would always push back. As in, I was very challenging. Like you couldn't yeah. just tell me this is this and that's that. And I, and I can see a loophole in it. Like I have to, yeah. even if it was like a riddle, I'd be like, mm, I don't know if they worded it right. Cause just, I was always had like, not like a smart aleck, but yeah, I just yeah. always either wanted to fully understand it or if I saw anything wrong with something, I would always proper go on. And I think that used to like piss the teachers off a bit, but yeah. I wasn't like the worst kid in school. Yeah, I was yeah, mad yeah. Funny, just yeah, regular. Who
0: would you hang Who would you hang around with? What, what, like, what? Are some of your boys up to from, you know what I mean? From back in the day, from them school times, from early days.
1: Um, just like you know what? To be fair, just just throughout, you know, like when you go through school, you go through different phases. So like, early, early on, it was just like trying to play football. Anyone yeah, who wants to play football, we're playing football. Tried basketball for a couple of weeks. I just thought I was dead. <laughs> nah, it's I too was hard. dead. Yeah, it was too much. Um. And then you just keep changing in in like in accordance to what your vibe is at the time. And then like late like in my late years in secondary school, it was like like some people that would do music. Yeah. So like I'd see people in the music room. I remember there was one Ute. There was a couple of youths, a youth called Eddie <clears throat> and a youth called Max Bruv. One day I was walking past music, bruv, they're playing Stone Cold Steve Austin. The <laughs> <laughs> band, they're a band. Okay, yeah. Like yeah, they were a band in school. I was like, bro, you not learn how to but never really spoke it's to them before, classical that... music and- No, just like, but they'll be like, look, look, pick a tune or you'd say something like, I don't know, Steel Dre, they could yeah. play it. Like they could figure it out. I was, like, I was so fascinated. So I used to like, try and get them to teach me how to play keys and whatnot. But yeah, I was just fascinated. Like you look at just young youths and you can play all these songs that yeah. are on the TV. And then some of them was like, yeah, yeah, I rap music as well. I was like, yeah, I rap still. So sometimes I used to rap with them. They used to play beats and whatnot, and then still into football a bit. But so yeah, mixed, mixed like that.
0: I understand that your your dad was the one who kind of introduced you to music <laughs> as a whole. Yeah. Was that was that like a a route that you always wanted to go down? Is it something that kind of he pushed you towards?
1: I had, if I'm honest, I had no idea what I wanted to be. I think throughout life, I wanted to be so much different things: flipping, wrestler, footballer, everything. <laughs> Retch the wrestler. Yeah? yeah, yeah, that was early, early on. But with my dad, he was a DJ, so it's like okay. him just playing music in the house, always having records, the house being filled with speakers, all of that, I think subconsciously, was probably like the most significant instruments to me caring about music, if I'm honest. So just, yeah, back then him, it probably if my dad was a fireman, I might have probably wanted to be a fireman. You know, like, yeah, you, yeah, I had yeah. I'd proper, idolized idolized guy.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was always the, what was the song that, you know, when you go on the car journey, There was one album, there's one tape, there's one CD in the car that you listen to on repeat.
1: Nah, but that's, with him, yeah. Like, he's a sound man and he's he he's one of them DJs that care about playing you new music. Okay. So he likes people to leave his rave, researching what he just played. Like, okay. I played a song that went like this, who sings it, whatever, whatever. So he'd never ever play the same thing over and mm. over again. It will always be new stuff. And I'd always have to ask like, oh, who's this one? Who's that one? So it was always just like a fountain of newness. To be fair, there wasn't really one thing on repeat. So that's that's your dad's influence. You got a song called Mummy's Boy, yeah, and it it touches on like a, quite a
0: few poignant issues. You know, whether it be gender, mental health, kind of. Did you did you draw on your own experiences? You know, when when you're writing that song, when you're performing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's 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 me just digging deep, man. Like I think every time. I approach a new album, my thought process is always like, what stone can you unturn this time? Like, don't yeah. I don't want to leave any stones unturned. How much deeper can you get? Because effectively, as an artist, you're telling the same story over and over again. I'm talking about my childhood. If you've been listening to me, you've heard that. You've heard about my childhood since my first mixtape, exactly, which yeah. came out in 2006. So it's how can you add more layers to the story? And then how can you have an overview? So with Mummy's Boy, the overview is like, the young kid who was the mummy's boy, who then became rebellious, who then became the man of the house, who now has a daughter who's daddy's girl. So it's like, yeah. everything just keeps constantly evolving. And it's like, how can you tell that story? So that was what I was like, kind of trying to get out in an overview, yeah.
0: Do you ever get nervous that when you when you put something that you've obviously drawn them from within mm. and you give it to the people, how are they gonna react to it? Is it? You're kind of giving a piece of yourself to them.
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say nerves, you know. Because I think if if I've left the studio with it, I've lived with it, I've critiqued it, I've changed it, I've tweaked it, I've added to it, I've mixed it, I've mastered it. I think it's in a perfect state yeah. at that time. So <clears throat> once the world get it, gets it, and once the world gets to hear it, I'm like, I think it's good. That's why I've put it out. Yeah, it's nice when they think it's good too. Of course, because it lets me know that I'm good. But um, <laughs> um, I don't feel like, I never, I'm never like nervous. Like, oh, I don't know, i worried that they're gonna react like this. Cause if I've let it come out, then in my eyes- but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Certified. And that's how you have to be. And sometimes even even being a visionary, sometimes you just have to accept that sometimes you may see something or hear something before. Like you might work with certain sonics. And I feel like someone like Kanye happens to a lot. Like he will pick certain sonics say like in 2010 he's working on i don't know chords or whatever yeah and then he puts it out at that time and it's like it didn't connect the way he thought the people
0: are, the people weren't ready to hear it because they, they, they weren't yeah. used to it
1: they're not yeah and we had to we <clears throat> we had to wait till we got to 2014 to understand that yeah and sometimes it happens like that and you have to accept that not everyone's always on the same page at exactly the same time hence why everyone's Moral to, to, hence why the moral to everyone else's story is different you know of as
0: course. well yeah it's been a long journey for you to get to here of course yeah. but it started off how did it start off when did you realise like that you could spit like I remember you know being at school yeah. or being on the back of the bus you got some tinny beat yeah. you know yeah. what I mean someone's got their Nokia 3210 <laughs> yeah, up yeah, against yeah, the yeah, window yeah, yeah. and like people are spitting bars at the back of the bus and you had to have confidence but when did you realise yo I'm better than these guys
1: No, I knew I could rap yeah when I was like 13, 14, like I knew I was good. And then what I would do to test myself, like I would go around people, other people that rapped. So, like, the older I got, they'll be like, Oh, yeah, now nah, this, have you heard my man rap? He's from Farm. So, okay. I'd be like, when I see him, I'm like, Yeah, what we what got? We'd, <laughs> we'd go back to back. But I remember, I always remember there was one you in my school, yeah, um, called Yildas, yeah. And he, like, they, they lived in America for a while. So he came right, over. So come back with a little Bruh, bit of something. This guy, yeah is rapping and I'm looking at this guy like, <laughs> how come this guy's so good? Yeah. Bruv, you know what? Fast forward many years, I'm listening to some Tupac album, yeah? Nah. Some unreleased thing, bruv. No. I, and in my head, I'm saying at school, like people are guy mad for what I'm saying, but when I'm listening to him, I'm like, my man's better than me. And they yeah, yeah, even, yeah. Cause he's, I You're don't know- how. work it out. Yeah, and I'm thinking, how can you be like, that, like everything, the way he was rapping, <laughs> like the stories he was telling, I was thinking, nah, my man's cold. But my man was rapping two parts. No, you can't be stealing parts. And I held on to that though, like that. My man, he's the best in the school. But they'll say like, nah, nah, you're the." But in my head, I'm like, I can hear my man is moving mad. (laughs) (laughs) But they're saying it's me, but it's not me. It's you.
0: You, you know. But the thing is. Is, when did you, how long how long was it between you leaving school and thinking he was the coldest to bro, actually it was hearing years. that
1: shit? no it was years You had bare different verses fam bare of them when I'm listening I'm like oh my god this is my mother's this is the same <laughs> lyric fam my mom was rapping Tupac's lyrics in my school bro
0: yeah but did you not think like when he's talking about riding out and you know I mean no, I just picking thought, up the 4 just, or 5 that this no, 15 year thought, old from just
1: school just, is not there. I just thought that in America his thing was different but I think like he used to change little words okay he might have changed one or yeah, two yeah. words and bits and bobs. But even but even I should have clocked because I remember him saying something about fuck Life <laughs> tattooed on him. <laughs> no, and I thought, it ain't got tattooed, but I thought, whatever it is, you just yeah. say, whatever it At that point, nothing has to be real here. But yeah.
0: Like when, when you were spitting bars, was it to escape a reality or,
1: or was it just something done you done for pure enjoyment? To be honest, yeah, it's probably always been to escape. But you don't realise that as a 13 14 year old. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, as a, even as a youth, I was always like, even what I was rapping about, like I saw the police do this and all the little things and the concepts, like there was always some level of depth to it and or well, mum and dad arguing or whatever it was about, do you get what I'm saying? It was always a very close, real topic and it's only till I got older and it was kind of just like, I started thinking like, what do I care about as much as this? And I couldn't think yeah. of anything. So I was like, this is probably something that, this is what you love doing the most. And this is probably what your calling is. And it's probably like a deeper, higher thing about it that you probably figure out on the journey. And I think it it always gets to, it gets to to times where I'm like, I think to myself, I I used to have a question I used to ask artists and i say, if money didn't exist, would you still record? Interesting. And a lot of people would be like, that's a good question now. I don't know. And I thought, for me, it's a no brainer because it isn't, for the finance. You don't do it for the money. Yeah. I do it because I need yeah. to do it. So if money didn't exist, it wouldn't matter. I'd still be recording. If we couldn't see what sales were, it's something that I have to do because it is what I have to do. So it just yeah shows that for some people it's more of a calling and for others it's more of I don't know an like an art. I guess yeah, like an yeah, expression. Yeah, yeah.
0: 100 yeah, yeah. percent I mean you're obviously considered one of the great lyricists of this genre. You know what I mean everyone from now you know, the present day yeah. to the to the old heads in the game obviously rate you very, very highly. And you have change and shape the scene. The way it's gone now, mm. is there anything that you would change? We're talking about like UK urban rap, hip-hop, grime.
1: Mm, it's a good question. Yeah, put me back at the top. No, I'm joking. No, <laughs> um, no, I think I just think. I think it's it's hard to look at something like that. Yeah. I, and I more have to look at, like I prefer to look at what I like than what I don't like. Okay. And I like the fact that the youths can just, like they don't need as much middlemen as we thought we needed. Like they just record, their brethren can shoot a video, his brethren's his manager, they're not signed, they just put it on streaming, bam, they make their money and they crack on, they do their tour, whatever, whatever. I think I like that. Like, I like that it's here now because when we were chiseling off the door, we were opening acts. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? We were opening up, we were opening up for this one, we were opening up, opened up for flipping Wiz Khalifa, the guy never even came and said hello, the Man. whole tour, do you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. it was, that's what was happening and at the time I was just like, "Right, well, that's a bit rude, but it's just it as isn't it? But now, there's a lot more respect because we've earned it and not that I never got to a position where well, I'm not in a position where there isn't respect now, but it's just, that's what was happening at that time.
0: And you just happy to accept it because you didn't know no different. Happy we didn't know
1: no different. Do you get what I'm saying? And we're all, we're all shooting in the dark, man. We're all finding our way. So the fact that we're here now and there's like someone's headlining Glastonbury, someone's headlining wireless, and this is where we are today and this is what we've built. So we just got to continue to build. And then hopefully it comes to a time where we've gone from, being opening the stage at Glastonbury, to headlining the stage at Glastonbury, to owning our own festival. Do you get what I'm saying? And and then so on and so on. And I I think that's the next frontier and the next level of what we're trying to build here is a bit more ownership
0: you see i mean you're seeing a lot in in the scene now where there's like the crossover between the UK mm. and the US mm-hmm. and it's like the, also like the unapologetically UK artists mm. and the US artists they they're collaborating yeah, yeah, the US yeah. artists are coming over and saying oh, who do I work with like, yeah. I want to work with someone which is which has never really been
1: the case that's the thing isn't and, it and back and and years ago what it would have been was like you're on the same label like when I was signed to Polydor my american I don't know whatever you call it. Connection would have been Interscope. Okay. So what would have happened back in the day I would have it been Interscope artists. Yeah, it would have been like, okay, we need an English artist for the English remix. Okay. Then we'd have a verse on it English. Like when remix. did he come over and done the, the yeah? Do you get remix, what I'm saying? It, it and it's a UK stick, remix, like, but it's not really in America kind yeah. of thing. But at the same time, it's a big nod, isn't it? It doesn't have to do that. We're not old, nothing. That's one thing as well that I would take privilege in. Like we we. Nobody has to do anything for you, so when they do, it is a nice, is a nice thing. But I'm just saying, we've come a long way to where now, the collaborations are stronger. There's actually a relationship with the artist as well, yeah. Which is is how it should be. Like it shouldn't have just been, that's the UK mix, yeah. and they my, don't my hear it in America. In yeah, And The, the gods just said well, you've
0: got to come do this, and yeah. Like
1: so it's 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 in a it's in a much better place now.
0: Talking about that kind of the UK US nod etc. and mm. big things happening. But was there a moment in your in your career that you were like? Right, this is it. This is where I'm starting to blow because I don't know. You'd blown before this, but I remember watching Channel U and seeing a track bit mm, and thinking, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. seen production
1: like this on this channel ever. Yeah, that yeah, that was when the money came in, boy. There was a there was financial backing, and it's just everything goes up a level, man. Mm. Like before, paying for our videos ourselves, paying f- like for our radio pluggers, and the radio plugger might come back and just be like. Yeah, they they all said no. So like, <laughs> yeah, what? We well, give back my money then. You get what I'm yeah. saying? But no, you don't give back your money. You just he's a no. So like you're just paying for a no. I must do it myself. Building relationships with the DJs and whatnot, and then you you know when when we did like kind of partner up with the record label side of things for the first time, it was like it was entering a new territory and it was a new realm and it was more yeses than nos. and it yeah. was bigger budgets and we had money for things like stylists and all these kind of things yeah. that we just, we just buying our own clothes and doing our photo shoot. Whereas now someone's assigned to that, there's this and that and video budget. And I remember when I used to see some of the video budgets for like, don't go in that. And it's like, yeah, this one we're going to do 30,000. I'm like, 30,000 like, Give me the money, you don't I'm need like, a video. 30,000 <laughs> thousand pound on a video, it's mad. Like, and that's not the only video of the campaign. It's like, yeah. it just went to a next plateau, but obviously, this is the amount of money that the music is generating. Do you get what I'm saying? But at the time when you're in, you're kind of just like mad thankful for everything. But You realise that, not that, that you're, you shouldn't you be, that money. Yeah, like, but you're realising, yeah, that yeah. this is what you've actually, this is the. This is what it costs and because this is what's coming back.
0: Yeah. A lot of artists, a lot of artists mm. hold you in very high regard, especially Avelino from the same area. Yeah, How does it feel yeah, to have someone guy, who's man. up and coming, who's also a lyricist, mm. cold lyricist, mm. come and, and kind of shout you out and and fully
1: back you to the hill no that's that's my guy man that's my guy man i see i saw i've seen avelino's journey from like the first two or three studio sessions with him i could see where he was gonna go and what he was gonna become and i still think in terms of if we're looking at it on a percentage scale he's still only at like 10 15 percent of what what i envision for him um and i'm sure he has a, a a big vision for himself as well, and it's just it's nice, man. To it's, especially when the the because the new artists can come through and and have a mentality that we had. We used to come we used to come through in some way, me and Getz, and that we we'll were coming through like yeah, we're the under twenty threes, blah blah blah. Everyone over twenty three is dead, blah blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, rapping, just having such a <clears throat> such a vibe and such an ego because we were talented, and it, that was the way we was coming in. But then I remember one time we was we was I can't remember if we was talking to Wiley. And he was like, Yeah, 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 you'd be under twenty-three, but thirty comes quick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're Bro, sitting there going I'm what? sitting here at thirty-four thinking there's probably youths coming through saying, Yeah, under twenty-three is the yeah, yeah. So he was right. It's just it's just evolution, isn't it? Of course, you've got to grow with the time. Yeah.
0: Talking to people who supporting you, is there anyone who, who kind of sticks out at you thought you messed up, you you missed the you missed the boat. I came to you with something, or I tried.
1: You know and what? You flopped it. We yeah, we came we had we sat down with so much people, man. Um so much people. Like I remember my first album, Retrospective, who was a distributor, I think it was a guy called Dom Rampello. He's just a bit of a shifty guy. Naming names like that? Yeah, what? he was just a bit of a shifty guy. And we could have developed and grew into what we are now, and that probably would have encouraged us to stay on an independent route, maybe. Yeah. So that was a thing. There's a couple times we there's a couple um a&R offices that we've sat down in and played some music. I remember one time specifically when we was playing some records and the A&R was like flicking through the music and he was like, I'm just looking for a song like Lethal B's Pow, <laughs> something that just jumps out, bam, just pow, and just kept skipping. And he was like, yeah, yeah this track, this is a nice track. And then he skipped again. Yeah, yeah, this track's all right, but I'm just looking for that, Yeah, pow skipped again, skipped again, kept skipping. And at the end, skipped through all the tunes and he goes, to be fair, that sounds like that'll make a really nice album. But what I'm looking for is just one one instant hit. And I'm like, fair enough. And then years later, once we've had the hit plus a great body of work and how many bodies of work later? And he was kind of just like, he done really well, man, it worked out. Like, <laughs> He's there sitting out. there chewing. Yeah, 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 it worked out, but it's just like, it's not even, he was looking for what he was looking for and we had something completely different. Yeah. There's no wrong or there's no right, it's just, sometimes that that's the supreme example of not everybody seeing the vision. Of course, yeah. Your latest album,
0: Upon Reflection, talk to me about how that, the sound mm. and your vibe is different from your 2017 offering, like. They they seems like you're a little bit more chilled, a bit more yeah. relaxed, a little bit more loose.
1: Yeah, trying to grow, man. Just trying to grow, always picking at myself, man. Listening to my last offering and thinking, okay, cool, maybe we can add a higher octave of vocal here. Maybe lyrically, you can explain that better. Maybe the flows can be more exciting here. Always trying to grow, man. Always, always critiquing my last body of work. So just listening back, 3 2, it was just like, all right, cool, how do we grow from this? Like, it's very colorful, very fun, very youthful. And I'm like, I think I need to approach it different. Like, upon reflection, needs to feel like 3 2's big brother. Okay. So it's like, you need to have more of an overview. You need to feel like you have more of an understanding. You've grown grown as a person. I've grown grown as a person, and the music has to grow with it. And it did. And that's that's just exactly what I was going for. Um just just growth, man. It's had to be the bigger brother, yeah.
0: You've you've touched on I mean this album you touched on a few poignant points, especially gender, mm-hmm. gender roles. What made you kind of delve into those those issues and what led you to address these things?
1: I think so much is going on, man. And I think in a time where Everyone's voice is so loud because of social media. Everyone's become horrible. Like people, people have, have licensed to Yeah, people have so much bad things to say about everything. Like you post a picture of your newborn baby, congratulations. You get one comment, congratulations, next comment, Oh, it's a cheap cot. Next comment, yeah. Oh baby's gorgeous. Next comment, baby's got a big head. Like <laughs> it's just like People are using this time and and their platforms to say the worst things ever. So that means when I step back and look at that, it means people need loud voices to be encouraging. Yeah. And I feel like someone who thinks as deeply as I think, saying something as small as certain things that I have said may mean the the world to somebody who is always receiving negative feedback. Yeah. And that's just how I try and have an overview. Because the world needs balance, man. Like it's like it's it's very evil, man, at the but moment. That is, I think
0: the loudest voices are the negative voices. Anxiety is another thing that you've you've spoken about yeah. deeply in your, in your records. Is that something that you, you drew from yourself and stuff you've gone through or people
1: around yeah. you? I think more from people around me, man, and I've tried to find ways of I don't know, like almost trying to help people remove it. Yeah. Like what I notice is I have a thing about time. I'm not late to nothing, always on time, always on time. I wish that time. was me. And, if <laughs> and if I'm running late, I feel, I have a feeling, which they probably would say is anxiety. Yeah. I've now passed this on to my daughter. She starts school at 8.45 and if it's 8.44 and we're around the corner, she's like, are we gonna be late? Yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm like, why? And she'll be like, ah, oh, because when I'm gonna be late, like, like I just have a feeling she was looking for the word, yeah, and I think it's at that point, yeah, where you can, where the where your choice of words can now become a condition. See, so when she was looking for the word, I said, "Do you know what it is? You're just caring." So I swapped the word anxiety with caring, and I, it's just something that it's a method I'm going to see how it works out in life for her.
0: I mean, you touched on it briefly, but we have got a lot of young guys that listen to the podcast that follow follow you, follow me. Yeah. What would you say to them that are maybe struggling and feel like they can't, they can't talk about it or discuss these things?
1: I think conversations need to be had, man. You can't work everything out by yourself internally. Like, there's a lot you can figure out internally, but I find that I speak to I, I speak to as much people as I can, and I speak to people that are older than me because they have they have life experience. It's important, which is priceless knowledge, of isn't it? Of course. There's always. A million other people that have been through what you've been through um some will have gems for you that you can use and that can help you on your journey as well, but you're never going to get to that point without opening your mouth like just be honest man, just say to your brethren, like you know I feel like pff, I feel a bit mad today, man yeah don't like why wow, what's going on? That little conversation that can be the, the that can flip the coin.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not as you know, it's not as much of a thing to be vulnerable mm. especially around people like I've been in in our group of friends and the people that I know mm. like a lot of times it's like oh, how, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm blessed. And you don't question not. it. Yeah. But you kind of know mm. that they're going through something but you you kind of just as a guy you just end up being like all right, cool, and you brush over and it brush and it onto the next yeah, thing. Yeah, on, I yeah, drinks yeah, yeah. yeah, cool, let's go. Yeah. Like so I think yeah, definitely having those conversations is is so important. It's and
1: important, man. It's important.
0: Congratulations on the book. Yes. New territory. How did how did that come? You're a wordsmith, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But how did that come about? How different is it than spitting bars and writing lyrics to then putting pen to paper on? I guess a body of work that I don't know how many, how much you'd been into writing
1: books before, into reading. Never. It was just something that I thought to myself. Do you know what? I, like, I'm as a writer, I'm like, like it's the, for the same reason why I, I, I done six words. Okay. Was because in my head, I'm like. If you're a great writer and a rapper, you can have the best fire in the booth, but you can have the best song song as well. you can have the best verse on this what else can you what else can you write mm. to always keep yourself challenged like I was like, "Can I have the best book and that was just something that was just always, wanted to be the best yeah, like playing on my head like how well can you create a book like how well can you get people to look at what you're saying rather than listen? to what you're saying like does it have the same value the process was a completely different process from making an album i spent more i spent more time by myself like just in my house working things out working it out like with music it's more more of a collective effort. Yeah. As in, not people writing for me, but people in the room. So and we're you're, just you're vibing, yeah, and we're creating. Oh, do you like the drums? Yeah, I like the drums, man. I think that part of the tune sick. Cool, sick, let's enhance this, et cetera. Whereas with the book, it's very, you're very enclosed.
0: So for for those that, that don't know, mm-hmm. tell them a little bit about the topics, because it's a little bit of like, it's like Wretch's guide to
1: life. Well, yeah, well, hopefully, and hopefully creative writing, I think, what what was what often happens to me is somebody stops me and will be like, oh, that find a beautiful sick, or that verse was sick. How did you come up with that lyric? Okay. Or when you said XYZ in a tune, how did you come up with that? Or what were you thinking about? So I'm like, people are really intrigued as to how the lyrics are coming to fruition. So I'm like, it's not really something I can just quickly tell you on the spot. But if I put it in a book, it's That's something I can process. explain, yeah. yeah. So it's like I mix that with an autobiography so you understand how things that have happened to me in primary school have been a stored emotion which I've later tapped into in a studio session to create a verse which inspired this line in the you don't, fire. You never and the really blue, get the finishes. behind the scenes, do you? Of, yeah, you of, don't. You of just of see the, the finished article. Exactly. Yeah, you see the finished article. So it's just a guide to to being a creative and and being an artist and understanding that everything that everything that affects you in life can be used in your art
0: so we touched on your career music mm-hmm. but we also want to touch on the man that not a lot of people get to see yeah yeah. You know i mean this this behind the scenes right so that like you're involved in in a lot of charity work mm-hmm. do you know what i mean you've got that was like I'm going to get this right is like the origin initiative that Oh, oh yeah 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 so yeah talk to me talk to me through how you came how that came about Through what you do, how you work with them.
1: Do you know what? With for me, yeah, like I always think of ways to give opportunities or help which I would have liked to receive. So, from very early on, like a friend of mine called Peter, this is something different now, but he, um. He was like, "Look, I want to get into football coaching, coaching okay. kids. Let's do our badge. We done our little football badge. Done our first aid stuff, whatever, whatever. Had a little like a young under 11s football team. When was this? Working. This is years ago. We haven't. We actually they once they, they became older, have we, yeah. we still. I think we stuck with them till up to under 16s. Now, now they're all older, yeah. all over 16. Yeah, but we was always like always trying to do different things in the community. And I just think that it's important." that especially things that are close to home and things that you know being able because the thing is you know like people look at you and hold you in a a high regard in it and it's like some things what might be a small thing to you like going to a training session for two hours on a Thursday it's huge for the kids it's big for the kids do you get what I mean and Going to the matches. When I was going to the matches I used to get so into it, I was maybe like flipping <laughs> guardiola. <laughs> oh,
0: running up, Marina, the up tu- and down yeah, the touch. Yeah, yeah line, up yeah. and
1: down on the touchline. Like and just being able to just do things like that or sponsor the kits or sponsor this or sponsor things. So I'm always trying to find something that I can do to to give back, man. I think I just think that's important.
0: Race is a big thing that you, you talk about in your lyrics. I think I, now I feel like there's a little bit of like a racism doesn't exist. Like mantra, mm. but
1: is this something that you've seen and these issues getting overlooked? I think do you know I've got a, like an interesting stance, man. I kind of just like like we know it exists and we know that there's different levels to different things. I just want to be someone that always looks to push a boundary. I never want to admit, or I'd never want to say, I've been held back because of race. Yeah, because I want to work so hard to achieve but- everything. I want to achieve to show it's achievable for everyone underneath yeah. or everyone younger than me and, and everyone that's, that's that's to come. I just like, I'm just such a, a fighter and a warrior. Like I just want to, if I say I'm going to do a book, I'm going to do a book. If I say I'm going to go into theater, I'm going to go into theater. I accept that there's going to be challenges and it's going to be doors, difficult. Yeah. And it might seem like, who does this guy think he is? Who does this kid? What does he think he knows? But I'm going to show you who I think I am. I'm gonna show you what I think I know. And I just want to deliver, like, I just want to deliver. And there will always be, there will always be things that are out of our control, always, That's, that's always gonna happen. That's always gonna be here. But we just, we're at this moment in time, we have such a strong voice and we're so powerful and we need to use it and always constantly push through, man. So yeah.
0: Growing up London, Tottenham, we touched on it briefly but it obviously shaped who you are as a man yeah who you were as a teenager as a child you still lived there. how much of an influence did it have on 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 your raps on on your lyrics and how important is it to kind of try and build
1: up and and push that community forward i think for me like i'm always local like i'm always in the ends and i'm always about like that's one thing everyone will always say about me and i think Cause what 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 used to what what made me understand the importance of that was when everything started taking off and people would see me in the engine, They would kind of be like, raw what is going on? What are you doing there? <laughs> like, raw how come you're still here? What you still come to the chip shop? What you still at the barber's? What you still, raw And I, when I stepped back, I was like, "So basically, once you succeed,
0: yeah, you leave your area behind. You leave
1: everyone behind. <laughs> yeah. Everything, all the food that I've ate yeah. to get me here. The barber that's cut my hair the whole time." Yeah that just didn't make any sense to me so it made me come back even yeah. more like now nah, I'm definitely in the barbers now and I'm doing this and I'm eating in the same food shop just to show that even like we came from this place it is a dark place at times but you you, you like turning your back on what made you who you are are you even still like where's you authenticity, like yeah like, do you yeah, know yeah. what i'm saying like you even do you still even remain you and i understand that you have to you know, that comes with a level of understanding of, cause now you're in a different bracket of finance and I understand that aspect of it and it's like cool. But for me, it's still important to do certain things and to still be as present as possible.
0: I guess, you know what, I think part of the issue is a lot of times that if you succeed, mm. the people in your own area yeah, there's an element of jealousy. Yeah, and it's, I, I, it's the he made it out or the she made yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And he left us behind. But I'd, I've never, I've never really, I've never had to experience that. I've never, and that's probably because I'm still. Do you know what I'm I mean? Still I'm about. still, yeah, I'm still and about. That, and then they they can represent they can see you. I'd feel more comfortable in Tottenham than I would in the House of Parliament, mate, or in, <laughs> in Buckingham Palace. I so just that is what I know. That's me. That's it. And it's funny as well because. One thing I will say, yeah, what I noticed, like when I moved out of Tottenham, and moved to a next place, like a little gated community mm. or whatnot. I knew none of my neighbours. I knew none of their names. I knew none of what they'd done. I saw nobody help nobody with the shopping. yeah, it's I hardly different. saw any kids playing together. I was like, in this gated community, there's no community. Whereas in the end, you know your neighbour, you know this person, you, you watch out for that person, you knock this person for a bit of sugar. or Everything felt like any of my friends' mums that I saw walking with shopping, I ran up to yeah. them to take the bags. I can't explain it, but it's like sometimes things where things seem more prim, proper, and posh. It's like there's less human in the humans. Yeah, it, it just it then it, then you stamp It just makes me think. It just makes me have an overview. Like, is it like the more money, the less heart? Like, what it what is it? I don't actually know what that is. But
0: you grew up in Tottenham. Grew up in Tottenham. But country. you're a Gooner. Yeah. Explain exp- first of all. Explain that to me. Ian Wright, and then told me if you weren't an artist, yeah. is that the dream to
1: play to play for Arsenal? Ian Wright. Ian Wright. Ian Wright. JVC red oh, Arsenal top number times. eight. Yeah. the, the, ta- ah, the times. times, bro. Come the on. times, bro. The times. The times. Highbury business. The times. Sorry. Let me just reminisce. Ah, it's dark. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah. Ian Wright. Ian yeah. Right. Wright. So he was. Uh, he was the but, icon. But that's what like he looked. He looked like someone you might know. He looked like, could be my uncle, my dad, my brother, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was my, that's the ultimate icon. So he was at Arsenal. I support Arsenal. My dad supported Tottenham. Ooh. My uncle supports Tottenham. They probably hated me. I don't know how he Was there beef in the yard? Nah, he was, it's funny though, because my dad's like, like a, a very deep guy. Yeah. And I don't ever remember him saying anything about that decision, which is weird. Yeah. Because it's
0: tribal. Did you ever find it hard to balance your career, especially when it's like taking off, mm. and ha- and being a father at the same time? Cause you got two kids,
1: right? Yeah, extremely hard, man. Extremely hard. And I think if I'm honest, like at the time, their mum would always be like, "You gotta make sure you're prioritizing." And I used to think, "Oh, just whatever, man." Like prioritizing yeah. is just paying the bills and giving you the money. That's what the man does. Exactly. And then I, I did, like when I have an overview and I grow up, cause I was young when I was 21 when I had my son. You know what I mean? So you're almost in a kid
0: yourself. Yeah, like, still a so kid got myself. so much
1: life experience to them. So having an overview on it, I'm like, you could have prioritized better, man. You know what I mean? Like little things that, like now I'll take my daughter to school every single day. Like I don't live there. I drive. I'm driving 40 minutes to do the yeah. school run. Do you get know what I'm saying? For like a two-minute drive, <laughs> but for what that means to her, and just being a lot more present this time because I have, I have the luxury of. Experience now and knowledge and understanding. I have more of that now than I did then. So when I look back in hindsight, I'm like she was right, like (laughs) about a lot of things. And I just thought that I don't want to lose my moment because financially I want I don't want us to be struggling. I don't want the kids to be struggling. And I thought that was the be all and end of parenting from a father's perspective.
0: Yeah. I was wrong. You don't see it from I guess a woman's more maternal perspective. Yeah, where she's like
1: right, I get all that, but where are you? Yeah. Like, well, I'm in Newcastle. Yeah, I'm a it, Send me account details, da da da, da or I've transferred da, da 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 da, or whatever, whatever, whatever. It's not parenting, is it. It's more. That's more of a business setup.
0: Spoken about music. Spoken about your career. It's time to chat a little bit about fashion. Clothing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know that <laughs> Northern accent.
1: I don't know what that was. To be <laughs> fair.
0: <laughs> like you, you obviously stylish, dude. Did you Do did you, did you see your fashion as? as an expression in the same way you see your music?
1: Yeah, because like, even like the shape, I feel like your demeanor and the shape of the jacket you wear on certain days to certain places says something about you as an individual. Like I find like I wear quite a lot of long jackets, which to me feels like maturity do you get what yeah, I mean you, you know, yeah you know you
0: walk down the street you know when you're in your school uniform and you see mm-hmm. a man in a suit you got your tie up here and then you start mm-hmm. come come here 11 you start thinking oh, actually you know what having a tie a bit longer yeah, yeah, a yeah, little camel overcoat things. you think alright oh, maybe it's something different.
1: Yeah, yeah 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 looking at different things and for me as well like always like trying to be like unique in my own thing like I always I have my own take on things and if I like that colour or that fit that's what I go with mm-hmm. not what the masses are doing and I think that's important how would you, if you had to,
0: like, use a couple words to describe your style? Can't big yourself up too much. Yeah,
1: right? I know. I was in the, the first word that came to my head. I don't even want to say that one. Probably an exquisite or something. Yeah, mad, yeah. you know <laughs> what I mean? I like, know. Yeah, I can't do the gas levels of that. Uh, I, I don't know. I just I'll try and say like I don't know, sophisticated, smart, casual, sophisticated, smart, smart casual, smart casual. All right, sophisticated. smart, casual. All right sophisticatedly smart. Ca- oh, no, you know what? It's yeah, yeah, you know. You know, yeah, I you, I you, I you know I'm trying to. You know I'm going, going for yeah. For, yeah.
0: <laughs> so when you're when you're on stage mm-hmm. talking about different kind of outfits for different moods. When you're on stage, do you style yourself? And what kind of looks do you mainly go for? Yeah,
1: style myself, no white tops. You want something that reacts well to lights as well on your top. Okay. Um, And I always like to come out, like I almost look at it like a reveal. So I almost like to come out as covered as I can and then slowly strip back.
0: Like a boxer coming out to the ring. Yeah, like it's a bit
1: of mystique on the first tune and then you take the jacket off or the hood off. Or the hat, but mainly like with the tops, like I like an interesting pattern, something that's gonna mm. look well with the lighting, and just something as comfortable as like something like joggers like these. Yeah, just because if you're doing joggers, a lot of bro. moving around. But I like still like them to look smart though.
0: It's got to be the slim fit thing. Yeah, yeah. Come on, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you got like one item of clothing that that you will never throw away, or like something that one. You,
1: you like, <laughs> it could be a couple. I got loads, bro. I got jackets. Is there any
0: reasons like give me give me break down like the reasons why you wouldn't chuck like, a specific thing away? Like, does it remind you of someone? Was it at an event? Was like say you have worn it at a show, sold that show, or the Olympics or something? like yeah.
1: that? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So uh, I don't know if you remember the video I had of example for an Orthodox. Yeah, yeah. And we had them three two jackets. Mad. Like they were like custom made for that. I've never I've never thrown that away. There's a hoodie that I wore with the Great Brit- Britain emblem on, in like diamantes or whatnot, and I performed with that. I think it was BBC Hackney Weekender. It's on the cover of one of my mixtapes as well. I could never throw that away. Um, There's some other jackets that I just won't be able to buy again. And they were just like some nice little Burberry leather ones okay. that are just plain. Yeah. So career wise, you've achieved
0: a lot, but in, in the future, mm-hmm. what do you want to achieve on, on a personal level? You've already
1: written a book, you've got successful albums. Like what, what's next? I don't know, man. I wanna I wanna step into different territories, man, in different areas. And I wanna add as much value as I have in music elsewhere. Like I'm really keen on trying new things and succeeding in different places. So I think, yeah, at the end, I think I just a very successful individual who- Of course. Who has added something in his short 100 years. And I think something that, you know, more platforms for other artists and other creatives to kind of, you know, feel com- have confidence and be able to build from as well.
0: Of course, and there's a there's a lot of kids out there. There's a lot of adults, but and there's also a lot of kids who who look up to you. Mm-hmm. What would you want to give back to the to the youth of today, whether they be in music or just out on the roads doing whatever?
1: I think I just I just hope that something in my journey has inspired you to be fearless and inspired you to not feel like you have to conform, inspired you to understand that success isn't gonna happen overnight. Just inspired you to want to start and inspired you to want to be better. I, that was That's what I'd hope.
0: Right, in this section, usually we do some quick fire questions, mm-hmm. but this is gonna be more Quick fire bars. Oh, okay. Switching it up for me. Switching it yeah? up for me. <laughs> like, we, yeah, we got lyricists in the building, you know? not just me. Yeah. So we're gonna have five freestyle topics, right? You have to spit like two bars on each. Wow. Okay. The first one, we'll give you a little bit of time, but the first one is gonna be Tottenham.
1: hmm Like even though all over the world I've roamed, Tottenham will still be the only place I call home.
0: Man. Yeah. All right. I like that one. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Monday mornings. This can be as dark and depressing as you like, bro, because no one likes Mondays.
1: Mm, like, even though throughout Saturday night, I was asking for another glass, Sunday asking for another dance, I still look at Monday as another chance. <laughs> Oi. Mm. All right, we'll skip to risks. Risks. Like, add something new on your to-do list because being safe is the new risk. Jeez,
0: yeah. I thought he'd find this difficult, but he's just finding it mad easy. Uh, I'm gonna give you the most difficult one of all.
1: You don't even know how long how long I actually want to take. I actually like getting things so right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, you have to you have to make a bar about me, Josh Denzel.
1: Mm, I'd say Josh Denzel. He's not Denzel, but (laughs) in an interview, a lot of the questions you drop them well. (laughs) (laughs) Come on,
0: I'll take that one each and every time. (laughs) I might put that as my new Instagram (laughs) caption do you know what them four Yeah, yeah. them them four three stars levels
1: them four still five out of five come on
0: on. young poet (laughs) thanks so much Rex bro it's been a pleasure always always bro if you enjoyed listening to this podcast please subscribe on your app of choice and leave a review I'm Josh Denzel and this is Less Talk Man by Boohoo Man we'll see you next time